the Mel Gedroyd Podcast. Hey there, it's Mel G, and this week on my podcast, we shall be talking about giant guinea pigs. I'm not just talking about fat guinea pigs, I'm talking about horse-sized guinea pigs from ancient times. Yeah, we're going to be discussing flapjacks in all their gorgeous glory, and we're going to be talking, let's talk more about baked goods, World Cake Day. And if you like that, then have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. There will be more chat, I promise, and some great songs thrown in for a good little mix. Hello, Bush. Hello there, Mel. Yeah, lovely to see you. Lovely to see you too. It's been a whole week. I've missed you. I've missed you, and, and uh, myself and producer Louise are in agreement that you're looking very, very hot at the moment. Very hey. smoking, very trim, very Jeez, good gang. tan going on as well. Well, there's a little bit of help from uh, my old dusty friend <laughs> inside a little tube. It's a sort of weird, glittery dust that I apply. Really lovely to be with you. Now, I have to say, uh, Bush, I've had a little bit of an issue this week. Mm-hmm. Now, I went to the supermarket... I tend to go probably about every day, actually. Do you? Yeah, I really like it. Every other day, probably. You like being in there? I do. I I just like it. I like the vibe. I like the people on the tills. I like the whole thing. Favourite section? Oh, favourite section. Well, at the moment, it's got to be Christmas. Oh. Yeah, hasn't it? Yeah. I'm doing my Christmas cakes uh, later on when when we finish the show. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Love all that stuff. Love to do it nice and early. (laughs) Anyway, listen up. I suddenly realise I've got a bit of an issue in the old supermarket. What I'm doing, you know the sort of barrier thing, the plastic barrier thing that you put down on the conveyor belt to demarcate your territory from the person in front of you or indeed behind you? Yes, yeah. I've become quite aggressive (laughs) when putting down the barrier. I never used to put down the barrier. Oh, right. Because I kind of thought, oh, it's so, that's really small-minded and mean-spirited. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, in this day and age, we always try and box ourselves off from other people and yes. physical contact. And yeah. You like to, like to make it kind of free and easy and open. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I know what the person in front of me has purchased, and I'm going to respect that and leave a little space, and that's all cool. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've started placing down the barrier, and I just wonder, is that me getting middle-aged? <laughs> and, just, and I really like doing it, and I like the fact that there is this, um, you know, it's a border delineated kind of border between two areas. I mean, A, a yes. no-fly zone. Yes. It's building a wall, and we know who is building walls at the moment, <laughs> and I, I don't want to go down that route. Bush, I need some help. I think I'm, I might know what it is, Mel. I think it's symptomatic of a certain thing that may be creeping into your life, and we need to deal with it. Yeah, it's, it's the divider. It's that sort of... It's, like, it's shaped like a Toblerone, isn't it? It's that sort of <laughs> triangular plastic thing that says... What does it say? Next customer. Yeah. Something like that. Get out of my personal space. That's what it says. And I, what I do as well is I place the divider a little bit aggressively at mm-hmm. the end of my shop and look at the person behind me as if to say, hmm, <laughs> deal with that. You wrap it down like a, a yes. supply teacher with a ruler who's had enough. I do, I, and I don't like that about myself. Well, I think, Mel, you are developing uh, what I would call basket one-upmanship. Okay. Where you, I don't know you, when, I, when I'm stood there in the queue, I really do uh, make valuation and judgment calls on what other people's oh, lives yeah. are like based oh, on what they've yeah. got in their basket. Yes, like, yes. Like if you're behind someone who's got loads of pop and crisps, you think, you dirty dog. <laughs> 
get it sorted out. Get some fruit and veg into you. Or you look down your nose at people, and what, the last thing in the world that you'd want is if you are next to someone that's buying lo- a load of muck yeah. or whatever, you, you don't want your nice stuff to be connected to theirs. And yes. in a weird yes, way, it's okay. like try not to have any social contact with people as, as we tend to be heading towards in modern life. And I, that's a sad thing, isn't it? I don't it? want to put dividers around my heart. I know. I don't want to do that. Can't we just mix all the shopping in and just go 50-50 on it? That's what it would be if we were in a commune. (laughs) But I've got a load of... I I feel quite bad sometimes that shopping brings out the worst in you. Like, Do you know a bad habit that I do in shops? What do you do? If uh, I've picked up an item that I then don't want subsequently, (gasps) I'll just leave it anywhere. Oh, oh... What I just leave it anyway. Even if it's butter, I'll put it in like the clothing section next oh, to the shops. It's ter- I hate myself for it, but I get a bit of a buzz off it. Is that bad? You see... I get a buzz from do that. You? Yeah, like, whoa. I see, I it. would never do that. Why wouldn't you do that? I'm so assiduous. I have to, and also probably a little bit of creeping OCD. <laughs> if I have, if I had butter, I'd have to go back really? to the dairy section. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'll leave socks in the electrical department. I just think, I'm leaving that there. I don't want it anymore. You do it on purpose. Yeah, I get a buzz off it. Oh, Bush. I can't help myself. Sometimes, do you graze? Do you graze? I do. I'm, I'm do completely cool with it. I'll buy it at the end. There's no problem with me eating half a scotch egg on the way around. I'm, I've got the money. I'll pay for it at the end. Yes, actually, I do that as well. I don't mind a bit of grazing. That's fine. Damn it. Go for it, Mel. So you think it's all right? Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll just, I'll just, maybe I'll just try not to be so aggressive about it. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, thanks, Bush. You've, you've helped me out, my love. No Cheers. problem. You're not the only one. Put it this way. Now, Bush, this oh. is all good. This is all so good. I'm excited. It, it, it's time for Bush's Red Letter Day. Bush, what day is it? Well, Mel, you're going to love this. It's World Cake Day. Of course it is. Everyone loves a cake. What's your favourite cake of all oh. time? Oh. Do you know what? It's quite 70s uh-huh. and it doesn't really involve any baking. Uh-huh. It's chocolate refrigerator cake. Well, old school. Old school. So you crush the digestive biscuits. Yeah. Uh, you, there's a load of melted butter that goes on there and also, I think, some kind of golden syrup. Ooh. And then a load of chocolado. I've, that's a really bad recipe. I don't actually know because I've never made one. My mum always used to make it in the 70s. Oh, it sounds lovely, though. Here's three facts about cakes. Good. Fact number one, everyone Good. loves cheesecakes. Who doesn't love cheesecakes? Yeah. Well, they've been around for years, apparently. They were presented to people who won races at the Olympic Games in ancient Greece. What? Can you believe that? Instead of a gold medal, you got a cheesecake. They didn't have cream cheese in ancient Greece, <laughs> did they? I don't know. This is apparently what it says. What? Podiums, but instead of medals, cheesecakes. I, I mean, I, I should know this, but did they bake in ancient Greece? Of course they did. Of course they did. But it was all flatbreads, wasn't it? Yeah, I imagine the cheesecakes back then looked very different. Yeah. There you go. Maybe different, different levels of cheesecake depending on whether you came first, second or third. Yeah, and it probably would have been some sort of wild goat cheese. Yeah. Come on, Bush. Fact number two. Yes. Medieval epiphany parties mark the end of Christmas. They would feature a huge cake, and this is amazing, out of which live birds and frogs would burst. In later centuries, the 12th cake was baked with a bean, a pea, and a clove hidden in the mix. Whoever found the bean became the king for the evening, the finder of the pea became the queen, and the clove the knave, and they would all continue in their role until midnight and could appoint court officials to carry out their orders. I want to do it. That sounds amazing, doesn't it? Let's have an epiphany party, gang. Let's have an epiphany party. I'm all for kind of stretching out Christmas for as long as possible, so if we can do it till Jan the 6th and then have a cake at the end of it, that's fine by me. I'll get down to the local pet shop and see what if they do us a deal on birds and frogs. Do it. Fact number three, Jaffa cakes are technically classified as cakes, not yeah, biscuits. Yeah, and it's a whole, it's a sort of tax thing, isn't it, or something? Yeah, apparently chocolate biscuits are subject to VAT at 17.5%, but cakes are zero rated. 
and they had to go to court to prove yes. this. Yes. They even what? baked a massive one. Yes, yes. I love that. Isn't what that unbelievable? Do, what do you think on the Jaffa cake front? Do you think they're a biscuit or a cake? I think they're a cake. I think they're a mini cake. I think they're biscuits, you do see. Do you? Well, because of the packaging. That's a good point. Very, very good fact, Bush. Thank you very I much. I would slightly question the first one yeah. uh, about the ancient Greeks, but I'm prepared to go along with it Maybe I, Maybe I need to get some clarification. All right, my love. No, you've done very well. Anything to do with cake is fine by me. Now, Mel, when we were doing the Topic Pot last time on the podcast, Gok Wan came out of nowhere. Wasn't that lovely? Wasn't that an unexpected surprise? Gok Wan just turning up? And he totally gave us the total leeway to go and buy sliders. He did, didn't he? Which is the slipper uh, with the single bar across, yeah. not the bar that bisects the big toe and the toe next to it. <laughs> did case. you notice he had a really cool um, silver tooth? What, like a pirate? Yeah. Did he? Yeah, when he smiled, when he smiled. I, I'd never noticed that before. He had a silver tooth that looked really cool. He seems like a very nice chap, oh. got one. I'd love to hang out with him. He is ador- He's just adorable. The energy off the guy. Yeah. Such a positive person. Makes me wonder, when I open this jar now, what other celebrity might turn up? Let's have a look. I'll keep my eye on the door, Bush. Let's keep an eye out for Havers. Nigel Havers, come oh, on. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Sherry, Sherry Lungi. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? That'd be nice, Cheryl Tweedy. Oh, oh. Uh, anyway. <laughs> really non-committal from Bush. <laughs> uh, Trevor go. Eve. Trevor Eve. Martin Shaw. Oh, uh, that'd be a bit scary. David Essex. Oh. Good old Dave. Every cloud's got a silver line in, so open up the topic pot, my friend. I used to have only a winter's tale, my mum and dad used to have all the time. I love that song. It was only a winter's tale, just another winter's tale. Um, and why should the world something something oh one uh, more love that died uh, uh, what was that that what was that instrument was that a piccolo uh, it's a kind of a, an instrument in the background oh i don't uh, know i have to ask him if he comes ooh, in ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> i i'm fully expecting to you now this my is what... eye is flicking towards the door let's open the pot oh a load of questions uh, written down by people in the magic office Mel, here's the question on the bit of paper. <laughs> and the question is as follows. Mm-hmm. What's your favourite four-legged creature and why? Guinea pig. Really? Why? Yeah, I just love them. I love their smell. I love the way they feel. I love the noise they make. Wee, 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 I don't wee, like the noise wee, they make wee, one bit. It's, un- it's called weaking. Is it? It's called weaking. Yeah, W-E-E-K. That's an actual thing. Weaking. Yeah. Wee, 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 wee. I love the little guineas. I've always had guineas, you see. Really? Yeah, and we had a lovely pair of gins until quite recently, Bush. What happened? Till earlier this year. Oh, Did one were. perish? Well, one perished a couple of years ago from a stomach complaint. Ooh. And then, um, I'm sorry, were you laughing, Louise? <laughs> Louise was actually laughing. It's very, very cold of her to do that, isn't oh. it? Um, yeah, that is bad, isn't it? The, gin, the gins, they were so large... That's uh, why I don't like them. They're like dog size, aren't they? They get but, big. No, but listen, in prehistoric times... Here we go. A gin was the size probably of about a Shetland pony. Get out of town. Absolutely true. Now, there's another fact we need to verify along with the cheesecakes at the Olympic Games <laughs> in ancient we, Greece. How do we actually verify that, though? I don't know. So you're saying, you're saying right now, this is a fact you can take home with you today, that in ancient times, guinea pigs were the size of ponies. Yeah. 
I've seen drawings. You could get on one. You could you could ride one into town if, if you they to. if they would allow you. Oh, can you imagine? That'd be so lovely. You just nestle in their fur. We oh. like the never-ending story. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't it? I love kids. Now I have to ask this. I ask this every week. And I love asking it of you, Bush. How's your week been? Well, Mel, thank you for asking. My my week has mainly been my continued search to find a thing, a cooking thing that I'm famous for. Oh, now, because we worked out, was it last weekend or was it the weekend before? Weekend before. It was, it was, it was the canapé conundrum, wasn't it? That's right. What do I take to Jeff's place? Uh, <laughs> and I did the bruschettas and stuff like that. So that went okay. That was Not, all right, that wasn't was it? That was all right. Uh, but I've kind of moved into a different area. Into the, I've, I've gone big on the dessert market, oh, Mel. Oh, you good lad. So what I've done, I have made my own uh, flapjack healthy Amazing. flapjack okay flapjack. and I've brought them into the show for you today now but just by chance Ooh. producer Louise happened to have been a, she's a lovely person she bought us some flapjacks from a shop did you, you hadn't discussed that gang no, no total coincidence coincidence so okay. what, what we're going to do is a blind taste test okay Mel. so you're in front of you you'll find a plate with uh, a chunk of my uh, Andy Bush flapjack yep. and a chunk of shop bought okay. flapjack Right, okay. So I'm going to go for... There's a slightly paler version, mm-hmm. and then there's a slightly um, sort of deeper brown version. Uh, I'm going to go for the deeper brown version first. It's going in. Okay, so I don't know who this is. Okay. I don't know if this is bushes or the shops. Mm. Initial thoughts? Super nutty flavour. Super nutty flavour, mm. okay. All right. And just hits the old taste buds uh-huh. in a nice... doesn't creep up on them. But yet it doesn't scare them. Okay, so it's like a nice kind of cuddle from a friend. A bit like, yeah, yes. A nice cuddle from a friend. Playing grandmother's footsteps. Yes. That's very nice indeed. Now, I'm going for the paler version. Okay. I should have had some sort of sorbet. um, Cleanse the palate. Cleanse the palate. Cleanse the palate. But um, no, no sorbet available, so I'm just going straight in. (laughs) This is the paler version of the aforementioned um, flapjack. Now, that's a bit more... That's got oh, that's got a lot of syrup. There's a lot of syrup going through that one. Mm-hmm. That's got a real old syrup going through it. It's reminiscent of a of a porridge, um, of somebody who's just done a lot of outdoor work and has laced it with a heck of a lot of sugars. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say that I prefer the first one, which was the darker, just altogether nuttier. I don't know whose is whose. As we said, we've been doing a taste test: Bush versus Shop. On the flapjack market, I'm going for the the um, stronger coloured one. That's mine. Bush specimen A was mine. Well, thank you very much. Uh, That's may- absolutely delicious. I really appreciate it. That's very very delicious, Bush. Thank you so so much. Thank you very much for your mm. endorsement. Yes, I think Barry White would have approved of your flapjacks, Bush. He would have put that away in minutes, wouldn't he? Oh, that was really. It, it, it's still staying with me in a good way. Not in a kind of, oh, repeating on me. Lingering. It's just it's just staying. It's come into the cathedral of my mouth <laughs> and it's decided to put a little donation into the box yeah. and sit on a pew and yeah. hang around for a bit. Maybe light a candle and say a prayer. Yeah. Do you think then that I should get into a farmer's market type situation? Yes. You'll have one nearby to where you live, Bush. Odds okay. on. In London, they're all over the shop, aren't they? But well, they're just, all over the country. Can you just get into the farmer's market thing, or do you have to, is there like a bit of a click uh, going on there? Do it, you know what I mean? Is it a cabal? Is yeah. it, you know, is it a sort of rotary club scenario? Mm. Do you have to grease palms? I know what I need to do is dress as I perceive a farmer to be. So, flat cap. Is it plus fours? <laughs> plus fours. 
Some plus, plus fours, fours are good. Yeah. Yes, it's that's a sort of golfing were. farmer, but yeah, carry yeah, on. that kind yes. of thing. Um, a mustard jumper yeah. with a ruffle. Yeah. That's how farmers dress, isn't it? With a ruffle? Yeah. What do you mean? Like an, like an 18th Gosh. century landlord. Oh, you're going really way back. Or, or a really cool sort of scruffy, like a barber jacket, like a yeah. wax jacket, but cool. Like Alex James from Blur, who now lives on a farm and makes cheese. Boom. That's exactly what I'm going for. In ancient Greek times, Alex James would have probably been making the um, competitors' cheesecakes. Yeah. I, st- I so don't believe that, do you? Cheesecakes at the first Olympiad. I don't believe that. Let's pretend to Bush. <laughs> yes, I do believe you, Bush. Of course they had cheesecake. It's a fact. Unbelievable. Uh, but no, very, very strong, Bush. 10 out of 10 yes. for the flapjack. And let's see a bushy flapjack at the farmer's market. Okay? Right. Just wrestling. <laughs> oh, I love going into the topic pot. Isn't it a great feeling? No sign of any celebs yet. I am keeping the eye trained. Empty corridor at the on moment. On the door. During reception yesterday, right? There was Mel C from the Spice Girls. Oh, she's great. John Tarode, <gasps> Lisa Faulkner, and uh, Keith Lemon, all in one reception down here at Magic HQ. Isn't that unbelievable? Were they chatting amongst each other? They weren't speaking to each other at all. No! But I got a, a parcel delivery for my daughter's Christmas present, which is Shopkins, and I said, oh, Shopkins, really loud. Mel C from Spice Girls then went on to tell me, uh, give me the lowdown on the different types of Shopkins, oh. little plastic toys that you can get, what seasons what and everything. It was very instructional. I like the look of Shopkins. I've seen those. They're good. The kids are mad for them. Yeah, mine are too old for Shopkins. Yeah. Oh, there's another little note coming out. Right, here we go. Here we go. Oh, this is good. Would you rather live without the internet or daylight? <laughs> I, I, oh, I, can, I can so answer that in, in a nanosecond. Go on. Daylight. Really? Uh, so, no, sorry. Would I rather live without... No, without the internet. You would, you would not have the internet? Yeah, I'd be fine without the internet. You know me, Bush, I'm hopeless with that kind of thing. You're not on any platforms, are you, no. at all? No, the only platforms I'm on are a pair from 1974 that my mother used to wear. <laughs> no, literally. I'm just, you know, I like emailing and stuff, and I like uh, watching things, you know, on... on um, I be- oh, I thought that was a celeb. Was it? I thought it was one of Mumford and Sons. It's just a lab with a flat cap on, I think. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, but daylight... Oh, I would go nanas. Because I was speaking to someone from uh, Latvia, one of the yeah. girls in my daughter's class, her mum's from Latvia, and she was telling me about how many hours of sunlight you get during the winter over there. It's like yeah. three or four hours or Minimal. something. Minimal. Makes you go crazy, I think. Yeah, like Sweden. Yeah. Terrible. Sounds a bit weird. What about you, Bush? Internet or daylight? Uh, I couldn't live without the internet, so I'd, I'd rather live without daylight. <gasps> My mum and dad have got no internet at the moment. They've just moved to Devon and they're waiting to get it set up and they are going stir-crazy because my mum monitors like five or six screens like Minority Report, <laughs> sweeping stuff around with her like hands in the air. security guard. She is. She monitors all of her family, like my brother's feed, my feed. If I don't tweet for a bit, sometimes she'll like phone me up and see that I'm okay. And she she lives... She's got this kind of social network that she monitors the family How with. brilliant. Which is cool. But she's got no internet at the moment. She's going crazy. And I think I'd feel the same way. Does she sort of post things herself? Does she like things? Does she... She's a voyeur. voyeur. Yeah. So she doesn't post very much on Facebook. Yeah. But what she'll do is uh, reply to herself in messages accidentally quite a bit. uh, Tweet you in block capitals now and again. (laughs) And just generally monitor you. Monitor your behaviour. How hilarious. Or repost things on Facebook that are like... You know like rhymes and stuff that you would stick on your fridge? Yes. That's That's what mums do. About oh, life in the 40s yes, and 50s yeah. and stuff like that. And how it was better then. 
That's what parents do. Oh. Bless her. I couldn't live without daylight, though. I couldn't live... Imagine, though, come on. You'll be there with your... That's the internet noise. Oh, right, yeah. And it's dark. And this is day after day after day, relentless, interminable. I, I don't mind the dark. I don't mind the dark at all. No. But I would like to be able to check what the football scores are if I'm in deepest, darkest Devon. So bring me the internet. But Bush, you'd never get a tan, love. Look at the state of me, Mel. I haven't had a tan in ages. Yeah, but your vitamin D levels, your happiness... There are you, meds. You get there... white hair really quickly. You seen be this... like Gandalf within about six months. It's already happening to me. Look at the side of my beard. That's fine. That's statesmanlike. Is it? If you didn't have daylight, full stop, you literally... No. No, Bush. I'm not allowing that. Whoever wrote that question, I'm going to go and have words with. The pot is being shut up now. I'm cross. You've got more flapjack there. What the heck's going on? I'm eating the shop-bought one now. Ooh. Oh, no, no, I don't want to diss the shop but one because Louise, our lovely producer, all that. But, but what, yeah. I'll tell you what, Louise, producer Louise, get yourself to the nearest farmer's market over the next week or so because there'll be Andy Bush flapjacks going on. I can see them. The I name, yeah. Andy Bush's flapjacks. <laughs> I can see them. I yeah. think you'll have to wear possibly a rustic outfit. I'm more than up for that. Yeah, we'll discuss. Let's let's keep that for next yeah. week. Let's work out what uh, what your farmer's market outfit's going to be. Thank you. For now, though, I'm adopting the stance. I'm moving the chair away. She's up. I'm anchoring in the thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pushing through mm-hmm. from the heel. It's time for Tell Mel. You can ask me anything. Hi, Mel, it's Hannah. My other calf, Carl, is always leaving the loose seat up. I'm always telling him to put it back down, but he keeps arguing, telling me it's the natural resting position. Can you please tell him that this is ridiculous? Hannah, a couple of things. You refer to him as your other calf. <laughs> if he is a calf, then it's absolutely fine for him to leave the loose seat up because it would be quite difficult for a calf to manoeuvre the seat, <laughs> sit on it, or stand in front of it and do his business. Is he a calf or is he a person? I haven't got time for this. Next. Hi Mel, it's James. I still have presents in the loft that people gave me last year that I don't like or want. Is it okay for me to rewrap them and give them to someone else as a Christmas present this year? Or does that defeat the spirit of Christmas? James, I am all about the re-gifting. Do you know what? Re-gift them and give them back to the person that gave them to you in the first place. That'll teach them some sort of a lesson. I don't know what, but do it. And let me know how it goes. Next, please. Hi, Mel. It's Dan. I'm meeting my future mother-in-law for the first time ever tonight, and I'm panicking about what to cook her. What food do mother-in-laws like? She's supposed to be just like Hyacinth Bouquet. Dan, I would opt for the Andy Bush flapjack. <laughs> there are dates. There are nuts. It'll, it'll really make you see what the metal of the woman is all about. Can she handle a nut? Can she handle a date? What's it going to be like? Good luck. Is that the end? Good. Thank you very much. Hannah, James, Dan, I hope that's made things clearer for you. Oh, thanks so much for listening to Miss Scrumptious Podcast. Hear more larks like that every Saturday lunchtime from one on Magic. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast.